Welcome to the latest episode of the podcast that wouldn't die. I'm your host, Kevin. With me, as always, is Aaron. Howdy doody. This week, we'll be discussing the science fiction classic, Alien Nation, starring James Caan and Mandy Patinkin. If you can, that's, that's not a typo. That is this not bizarre a typo. combination. <laughs> anyway... <laughs> Go to our page of James Kahn. I think Patinkin. They go hand in hand. There you go. As per usual. Go to our page on Facebook at the podcast that wouldn't die. Go to our page on Twitter at T Podcast TW Die. We have an email address at the podcast that wouldn't die at Gmail. Actually, it's not ad. It's just oh my the God. podcast. You know what I'm saying. Uh, we are on uh, Spotify. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, etc., etc. So make sure you like, share, subscribe, spread the word, and rate us. Give us five stars. If you want to give us one star, then don't rate us, I think is what I'm trying to say. Uh-huh. So. <laughs> so good times had by all. Aaron. Can you give us the quick synopsis of Alien Nation? It is French Connection, but with aliens. And uh, James Caan is uh, Popeye uh, Doyle. How's that? And, and Patinkin is Roy Scheider? Is that what exactly. you're trying to say? Well, they're both are song and dance kind of guys. They, they are! <laughs> Indeed! Good point! Uh, boom! <sighs> Now, had you seen this before? I have not seen this before, nor will I see it again. <laughs> what did you think it was going to be about going into it? Did you have any idea? Honestly, I do remember I was reading about um, like what the original posters were saying. Like, we should be suspicious about our, our alien brethren here. Uh, but that's not what this movie's about at all. No, not at all. It's kind of, as per usual, it's kind of an allegory for racism. So it's like, we're all, even though we look different, we're all the same underneath kind of thing. Yeah, that was a conscious effort. They wanted you to be able to relate. They didn't want people with uh, tentacles coming out of their forehead. (laughs) We're just all going to pretend like, yeah, that's cool. That's all good. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Sweet Jesus. I saw this movie when I was in the eighth grade. Oh, I saw it a hundred years ago. In the eighth grade, you thought this was the jam. I still think it's the jam. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, Let me just say this. Um, And I guess I've always realized this. What I enjoy about this movie the most is the interaction between Mandy and James. You know what I'm saying? Were there, you know, the the action aspects of it, I I could care less about. The thrilling conclusion, I could care less about. What I love is James Caan and Mandy Patinkin getting food from a vendor and James Caan. <laughs> oh, there's a scene. Because, okay. The, the, the newcomers... Caan, for those who don't know, is famous for just being an asshole. Basically. <laughs> he well, okay. He's kind of an asshole. Even an elf kind of an asshole. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> well, you gotta remember, he he went to the, the top of the, uh, the charts there from Godfather... Uh, uh-huh. was his big breakout. Uh, he Sonny. later did movies. He was Sonny Corleone. He was the hot-headed uh, son of Marlon Brando. Uh, uh-huh. He later did A Bridge Too Far, Thief, 
a few other things. But Bridge then kind of far was later. Yeah. Oh, okay. Later than Godfather. I, think, I thought it was earlier. But you go ahead. Uh, oh, you know, I'm thinking of the Bridge on the River Kwai. Bridge on the River Kwai was earlier, I believe. Um, but then, like, uh, kind of a, he got burned out by Hollywood and a raging uh, coke addiction kind of put him on the back burner. So by the time uh, Alien Nation rolled around in 1988, he was just saying, where do I sign at this stage of the game? At this point, I just need a paycheck. That basically, I got bills to pay. Mandy, I'm guessing, uh, Mandy Patinkin's rolling uh, off of his uh, fame on Broadway in Evita and said, sure, what the hell, I'll be an alien. Well, he, as most of us know, Patinkin launched to the top of our hearts with Yentl, uh, of Oh, my course. God. He was never so hot as when he was <laughs> in Yentl. He was a sexy fur bear. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> Then a few years later, he did A Princess Bride, I never uh, that. where only, he was Inigo Montoya. Yeah, only boys like that movie. That 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 is utter nonsense. And from that, he immediately says, I got to do Alien Nation. I'm a chameleon. I can, I can be in Yentl. I can be... Uh, he what? was in Sunday in the Park with George on PBS. What do you mean? With, uh, uh... My bad. <laughs> He's oh, a song Lord. and dance kind of guy. He's he's a tenor on Broadway. He's a very talented individual. Uh, they did not. They were unable to work in his song and dance in this particular film. No, however, time solo. Uh, but I, the eighties. Wait a minute. Go did ahead. I tell you, I saw him with mom and dad. Just walking was... down the street, or no, what are you trying we, to tell me? We paid. We went to go see him over at Cal Poly. He. He is a talented man. Oh my gosh. He's a talented he so man. Boring. I, I really don't care for Stephen Sondheim. So uh, the way it worked, yeah. when he told his amusing stories, it was fantastic. And he had shaved his bed from home or his beard from home. His bed. And he looked okay. immediately twenty years younger. Oh, uh, of course. But every time he'd start singing, I'd be like, Oh fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Mom and dad thought it was fantastic, but I was like, get me out of here. This is a bad so, idea. Mandy, after uh, this, basically went straight to TV. He did uh, uh, Chicago Hope. Oh, he yeah. did uh, Criminal Minds. He did Homeland more recently. Uh, very successfully, I might well, add. Well, you know why he left uh, the popular shows, I'll tell you this. Is he a pain in the rump? No, nope. his family had a throwdown that he cared about his career. They're in New York. He's in L.A. doing all this stuff, getting more famous. His family had had a throwdown. Basically, you love your career more than your family. Oh, my goodness. So I didn't realize all this good stuff. I, I'm deep into the Patinkin land. Deep into the Patinkin. <laughs> the battleship Patinkin. The ba it was almost the sinking battleship Patinkin. <laughs> What I was going to say earlier is that the 80s were the prime time of the buddy cop movies. You had Lethal Weapon, you had oh Running my God. Scared, etc., etc. It's and, but it got harder. And someone's about to retire or something. Yep. And the I'm black too old dude, for this shit. Yeah. I'm too old for this shit. And the black dude always gets killed. Pretty standard. But they're getting it's getting harder and harder to find, you know, different combinations of kind of uh it's usually kind of like there's the old wizened by the book and the <laughs> young loose cannon. So they're like, Well, we're just gonna make one of them 
a grizzled old James Khan, and his partner is is a youngish alien. So let's so think about. I'm going to interrupt you. Let's list the, the the buddy cop movies. There were all the Enforcer. Well, Dirty Harry is losing a partner every movie. Every movie. <laughs> every movie. And in, in those cases, he's the, he's the wild card, and and obviously they just need cannon fodder, so they keep yep. signing them up with poor rookies. Who, poor who old Time Daily. Them. She gets shot down. <laughs> poor Time Daily. Yep. You better believe. It. And then there was the Mel Gibson. Yeah. Weapon. Yeah, a classic. Always what? a classic. Then there's two Turner and Hooch. Tur- <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you got Burt Reynolds and Cop and a Half. Oh, if God. you remember that one. <laughs> I did not see that. One of my favorite buddy cop movies is Running Scared with the macho combination of Billy Crystal and Gregory Hines. So oh. check that one out <laughs> if you have not. <laughs> <laughs> oh lord this movie i mean ostensibly it's science fiction but it's really kind of a buddy cop thing where there's a case it's they're trying to solve drama. it's not a no. science fiction right it's a, well it's science a... fiction since there's aliens there's aliens i think it's but... a cop show that just happens to have aliens that's correct. I think that's that's probably the the best way to put it. Right. They basically start out with it's the future, 1991. <laughs> the aliens have landed, and what they discover is that a ship from some far off planet like ran aground. I'm not sure how that works. Uh, and with a quarter now, of a million people, a quarter of a million aliens who all look vaguely humanoid, except they have potato heads. Potato heads, this yes. we- freakishly weird rib cage, and apparently the long and swongin'. <laughs> I don't remember that scene. Oh my you must god! Some deleted... You don't remember going through the personal affects? And oh, the that's the true. Condom, and he's like, that, that is that true. Fits? He's like, still it fits, and still it fits. <laughs> <laughs> that, that that is true. Now that, that you the, mentioned the it, the one bit of comedy. Bum, 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 the, bum. I I'm gonna say it again. When those two are just kind of talking to each other, I was laughing. I laughed and laughed and laughed. Um, okay, so the opening scene. And by talking, it's Mandy Patinkin talking in the most polite way while crazy yes. old James Con- is coming off a cocaine toot and he's just screams yep. the entire movie. This is ba- basically they said, just play yourselves. <laughs> so you've got crazy James Con shouting crazy. He's an, he's an L.A. cop with a thick Brooklyn accent. And then <laughs> you got you're born and raised in the valley. And then you've got sweet, sensitive Patinkin as the as the alien, essentially. Uh-huh. Uh, so I thought the opening scene where it's James Con and his partner and they're just driving through town, kind of talking about what's going on with them really kind of sets the the tone of what's going on. Because these aliens have these bizarre things going on with them. Like, they get drunk from sour milk. Who who comes up with this crap, Uh, right? They can't, they they eat, I guess, raw meat. Right. But but not like beef. It's beaver. What example? He's like, oh, yeah, I just went to the, you know, he goes to the, um, to, to get their lunch. James Conn gets whatever the hell he gets. And Mandy pulls out and they said, oh, yeah, this is raw beaver that I'm eating. And it's so disgusts James Conn that he literally throws his lunch away. Doesn't even touch it. 
Okay. Uh, this is what drove me crazy in this movie. Yes. Aliens have landed and assimilated. And he apparently has so little curiosity that he literally, beyond the, the spoiled milk, he knows nothing about them. Nothing. Well, he's he's big. He's prejudiced against them. He's prejudiced against them. Yeah, I believe what his IMDb calls him mildly racist. That that's putting it. <laughs> well, they, they, his original partner was an African American gentleman, so they want you to know he's not racist in the traditional sense. Well, he just hates the aliens. Against, right, he's <laughs> racist against aliens. Not racist. I mean, racism can be uh, you know specific. Yes. Specifically <laughs> racist to the aliens. yes, and didn't you find it fascinating that America is having a war with it? But we welcome the aliens immediately. In five quarter of a million, they're just like, "Hey, neighbor!" Oh, to- hey, and Ronald Reagan. Ronald Reagan was and the Ronald one Reagan. was like, "If not us, who? If not if now, not now when? when?" Exactly, because <laughs> he was the bastion of tolerance. Exactly. Uh, so yeah, so the the aliens have landed. Couple smash cut a couple years later. Now they're just living among us, and they are much stronger, much tougher, and much smarter. So they can like Mandy Patinkin at one point says that he learned English like in what did he say, like three weeks or something, something some, some ridiculous, three months, or some ridiculous, three months. Things. some ridiculous thing, and uh, Earth children are. Com- <laughs> aliens are in their high school class right so there's there's problems i guess they're trying to establish why people are racist they're trying to give a justification hey james con he's a good guy he's there, there are valid reasons for his racism i, I guess no. is that what we're supposed to think all they showed is it's the same racism i don't know these people people it's the same Boom. old racism People exactly. only with things when you make it personal. Oh, well, now my, my brother married one of them aliens, and now it's been Thanksgiving, and now I guess they're kind of like us. I guess that's cool. Now I like aliens. Now I, I don't know any aliens, we should destroy them. It's right. the same old human bullcrap. <clears throat> well, it's, it, that's the thing. It's like, so James Conn is already established as being kind of intolerant. And then they pull over and they notice a robbery in progress. And I kept thinking to myself, so they're just going to wait till the robbers kill the people before they get involved? Because they're they're standing there watching this. They're like, oh, they've got long black shotguns. What should we do? Well, I'm going to go stand over here. You go stand over there. Okay. Oh, no. Now they've murdered them. I guess now we should get involved. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's steady steady police work. Great job. Great job. The good thing that happens, though, is uh, James Conn's partner gets stuck behind a car and that one of the evil aliens is shooting the car with the, with the shotgun and the, the, the slugs are going right through the car. And eventually his partner is shot and killed. And again, James Conn, maybe step in before your partner gets killed. You're gonna he's, wait. he's a <laughs> bad <laughs> cop. He's a bad <laughs> cop. They just don't, they're hesitant to get involved, is really what it comes down to. So, James. They're hesitant to do their jobs. (laughs) Clearly. So, his partner's murdered. So, now it's like, now I've got another reason to hate the aliens. So, it's okay. Now we're all on board with your racism, evidently, because two two, uh, crazy uh, 
armed robber aliens shot up the liquor store and murdered your partner. Okay, we got it. Uh, coincidentally, they have now promoted an alien up to the rank of detective after only being on the force for a year. It's some kind of weird affirmative action. It's a weird affirmative action, but I think it was also kind of like, you know, because they're so smart and they, they can adapt and do all these things, that there is some, you know, merit to it as well. Especially compared to, like, the burnout <laughs> freaks that are working in the, the homicide squad at that point, basically. Right. Uh, so, because they've established that, you know, no one, no human person can speak the newcomer language, um, James Kahn says, I'm going to become this newcomer's partner because we can go into the newcomer community and he'll be able to communicate with them and I'll be able to get to the bottom of my partner's murder. Um, yeah, but, not, not out of all, if people are like, it's some kind of altruism. He's like, no, I hate you. Right. Who's going to help me solve this crime? From, from Jump Street, he lets them know, we're not partners. We're not going to go on long moonlight walks on the beach. So oh God, so many cliches. <laughs> so, oh, Lord. So his partner, ah, oh, sweet Jesus. Manny Patinkin is, is now his partner, and his name is uh, Detective Francisco. And then he reveals, well, my first name is Samuel. Sam Francisco. Sam Francisco, which pisses off, <laughs> which pisses off old James Kahn, who says, I'm not going to introduce you as San Francisco. I'm going to call you George. Is that okay? You're George now. And he's like, oh, okay, whatever. My real name is Stunga Sorenza. Did you look that up? Hey, I've seen this movie a thousand times. <laughs> I know I can basically speak the newcomer language at this stage of the game. Sweet Lord. Um, and then you, okay, so they're, they're getting in the car and it's established. Oh, you know, he's very conscientious. Conscientious, he, he's went and bought donuts for uh, James Caan. Matthew Sykes is his kid. Sergeant Sykes, I guess. Right. You know, I, I've got your cigarettes here. I've got your newspaper here. I've even got a car deodorizer because your car is going to reek. Um, but it's basically it established that Patinkin is by the book and uh, Matthew Sykes is a loose cannon. A loose Old crotchety. Yeah, renegade cop stereotype you can imagine. It it's the same old stuff, but it is glorious. It is, gl it is glorious. glorious. It is glorious. I, I read one article that said it would be better if if it had been a black cop with the alien instead of the standard black cop has to die. Oh, and I see that, what you're saying. See what I'm saying? And then my, that it, dynamic <clears throat> might have been a little bit more interesting. So what's the black cop? Is he going to is he going to be racist is that, it, it, against the aliens or is he going to relate to kind of like the, the, the prejudice and persecution and all that? Well, they did do a couple different movies, both starring Will Smith, ironically. Where Will Smith, uh, at one point, is a detective trying to solve uh, the murder with robots. So it's what? like, and he's and he's iRobot was a uh, science fiction movie. I where have an iRobot. I it just swept my floor the other day. The, the Roomba. Yes. Um, so he's he's prejudiced against the uh, 
against the crazy robots. But there's also a Netflix movie called Bright, if I'm remembering it correctly, where he is a cop and his partner's an orc. Like <laughs> from Lord, Lord of the Rings. Like, oh, no, like, like from Lord of the Rings. Yes, I'm like Mark from Mark. Yes, from from Mark Mark from Mark. It was exactly <laughs> correct. Robin, the ghost of Robin Williams. And there's... I read that they, they keep saying they're still remaking uh, Alien Nation. Well, they okay. The success. We were going to save some of this for the behind the scenes, but I'm just going to jump right in. Jump. Um, the the success, quote unquote, of the movie spawned a short lived. TV series, yes, which did not star James Conn or Mandy Patinkin. Imagine. Very sad. Imagine it lasted one that. one season on Fox, uh, but because that was you know kind of a cult favorite, they actually did three or four alienation like television movies in the mid nineties. So there you go, good times. No, well, I'm telling you, I've been reading that Hollywood is making. There is redoing this. I started reading about it in 2016, still reading about it in 2018, 2019, still talking about it. You, we may be talking about it for a while at this rate. I mean, I mean, it, it could work. You just have to have a good story. I, I'm, t- I'm going to say again. It can't the reason be a whole I like show this about how wacky the aliens are. I like, I like James Con. And I like oh Mandy god. Patinkin. If, if they're not involved, I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> oh my god! I, Look how yes. old James Conn was at Elf. They're gonna bring him out on oxygen and on a gurney. Hey, look how old he looked in Alien Nation. That's all I'm going to say on the subject. Um, oh, sweet lord! It, <laughs> so, uh, so the the aliens. Mandy Patinkin is going around, and because they're supposed to be big, strong aliens, he's wearing this crazy padded suit. That really kind of like I'm supposed to emphasize that he's big, like big, broad-shouldered, broad-chested kind of guy, right? Um, and he wears like the sunglasses, like cops will do. But the problem is he doesn't have ears; he just has like holes. <laughs> so it's just like the glasses are just kind of pressed up against the, his temple. I guess I don't know how they do it. It's all very you strange. You think science would have come up with something? Sunglasses for aliens? Why not? <laughs> Why I not? mean, seriously. Um, did you notice when the cops were driving around at the beginning of the movie, there was a movie poster for Rambo 6? Yes. <laughs> they Any thought movie... that was a joke. They thought that was a joke. That's what I'm saying. Well, and that was the thing. Is It's like, this was kind of the tail end. Because you got to remember, Rambo was basically dead and buried by 85. You know, and, and then it didn't, and, and it didn't then, come back like until 25 years later. It resurrected. Oh, very sad. Very you're sad. You're telling me. I'm not even um, sure I ever saw a Rambo. Nighthawks. Uh, oh, no. I did see the. I was oh, going to say no. Nighthawks was the last St- Stallone movie, but uh, I was incorrect because I j- did see Judge Dredd and The Expendables. Those are not good movies. No, The Expendables is fa- is dynamite. You're out, you're out of your damn mind. Damn Judge Dredd, um, not so much. Not, not so much. Um, so. <laughs> When they established that his name was Samuel Francisco, they also revealed that evidently uh, Sykes' last name sounds like, means shithead in the (laughs) alien language. Yeah, yeah. So he's laughing at him. (laughs) Right. So he's constantly being introduced. uh, Yeah, I'm Sergeant Sykes. People laugh. (laughs) Ha 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 ha, shithead. 
It's so Which only it, adds to his racist fury. <laughs> it does indeed. Uh, so, okay. So they're, they're starting to figure out that there's a series of murders of these newcomers that they have to get to the bottom of. Like the murder of his partner was somehow connected with these other murders. Right. And they go and meet this kind of pillar of the community newcomer. Again, haven't been around that long to be a pillar of the community, but okay. Uh, played by Terrence Stamp. Love Terrence Stamp. Terrence Stamp with a British accent. Again, an alien who landed in Los Angeles. I mean, did they fly him out to England to learn English there? But and who's to say? why is he affecting an, an, a British accent? He, Terrence Stamp is British. I thought he was Australian. I don't think so. You may be right. It's just because he was in Priscilla. Priscilla, yeah. Queen of the Desert. Also, General Zod, of course. Also, for God's sake. Slimy. It's slimy. That is true. He is all <laughs> over the place. He, he's another one that says, Where do I sign? Basically, oh, movie I about still, aliens. I I'm in. Terrence Stamp, man. He's a good baddie. Um, and, and so he. He's delightful in Priscilla. I love him in uh, Priscilla. I'm sure he was very delightful. Um, wait, freeze. I have seen I, Priscilla, Queen of the yeah, Desert okay, with Guy okay. Pierce and uh, uh, yes. Hugo Weaving. Thank you. Thank you. Moving on. This ain't, this ain't the Priscilla, Queen of the Desert podcast, for God's sake. <laughs> I thought you were doing some kind of deniability. I'm like, I know you've seen this movie. <laughs> Every, so, everybody saw that freaking movie. So he meet, So they meet uh, Harcourt, which is uh, Terrence Stamp, and he's talking about, oh, yes, I've, I've met these people, but only, only briefly. Let me introduce you to my administrative assistant, Rudyard Kipling. <laughs> it's, all, it's all crazy Ellis Island stuff where everybody got their name changed. We get it. Blah. How dare you be so dismissive? But the thing about it is Rudyard Kipling, we realize, was the guy who committed the assassinations in the liquor store at the beginning of the movie. Oh. Okay. So we realized that, but of course, the cops not don't realize us. that. Apparently not, not all of us. My uh -oh. racism is giving me a hard time differentiating between the aliens. I gotta listen for the British accents. <laughs> you, <laughs> that's exactly right. So there is a funny scene where they go, uh, Sykes and Francisco go to the morgue to, and look at the, uh, the effects of the dead body. Uh, it's like what you said, the Coney Island whitefish. Yeah. The <laughs> what the hell? Do you know why it's called? Okay, that's what he refers to as the condom, because George Francisco is confused. Oh, because confused. they're washed up all along the, the, the shore. That's exactly right. The waters off Coney Island is so gross and polluted that the condoms wash on shore all the time. So Coney Island whitefish. That's so Lovely, so lovely. <laughs> that is so terrible. But it's about this time that uh, George seems to notice something unusual about the newcomer body uh, that James Kahn had, had shot uh, during the, uh, the holdup earlier in the movie. And James Kahn essentially had to shoot him like 15 times to kill him. Right. Uh, they say that's because the newcomers have two hearts. Right. But and if you only hit one, that's not good enough. But it's also because we saw the alien take some kind of took the drug. Yes. basically and that's kind of the reveal Bas essentially what's happening is this newcomer harcourt terrence stamp got together with a bunch of guys a bunch of other newcomers to create this drug that the newcomers were all hooked on you see the newcomers 
were basically genetically engineered slave labor on whatever planet they were on. Yeah, it's and... easy to get this confused with Blade Runner. It's so it's... similar. <laughs> it is very similar. <laughs> uh, and as a reward for, I guess, doing good mining work, the people who were in charge would give them small amounts of this drug called Javloka. Are they speaking uh, Vulcan or no? What am I saying? Uh, Klingon. Klingon. That's what I meant. <laughs> what? <laughs> well, what the, the Klingon or the Klingon? The newcomer language is so crazy because you'd have you'd have the actor or whatever say whatever Stungya Sorensa, but then they'd kind of put audio, you know, put in some pops and bubbles like while they're. <laughs> Like they're the Bushman from Macaulay. <laughs> it's basically what was happening. Very upsetting. Um, so after the hardcore, stop you. You're, jump in, please. You're in the morgue, right? You're talking about being in the morgue. I- I'm jumping all over the place, so jump on in. Go for so, it. So in the morgue, Manny Patinkin's talking to kind of the orderly uh, that's in there where the autopsy's going on, and they're speaking their their special magic language. <laughs> <laughs> but I read there was two versions of this movie. Yes. One version subtitled all the Klingon language, at, while my version did not. So apparently the conversation <laughs> that we are not aware of is uh, it, is Manny Patikin talking to the dude saying, this looks like the effects of the drug. Yes, that's correct. Yeah, you're absolutely right, though. I have, I've seen this movie so many times where it's always subtitled. Um, or the aliens, when they speak, is subtitled. But the version I watched last night, for some bizarre reason, I was literally like messing with uh, the settings on the TV. I'm like, why is this not coming through? I selected Klingon. I... Uh, why isn't it popping up? For reals. Because, <laughs> I, I mean, in all honesty, I always watch these movies with the subtitles on. Because I feel like you miss, you miss stuff oh my sometimes. God. Are you that old now? Are you like and, mom and, now? And I'm an old man. It's those part crazy of the accents confuse me. Right. So, you're absolutely right. They're the two... Yeah, apparently uh, when George, you pay three ninety nine, then they remove that. They start removing the stuff. They George was talking to the the newcomer orderly, and it was something along the lines of "This looks like the miner's disease" or something like that. Uh-huh. Do a blood test and check it out. Keep it between us. Is basically what he says. Something along those lines. So James Conn has watched this conversation. Was like, uh, "What's what's going on? Oh, what's nothing, going on? nothing, nothing. What? Something? What are you guys talking about? Nothing." <laughs> nothing nothing so um and later in the movie when terrence stamp is talking to rudyard kipling rudyard kipling said in the alien language says hey he was the guy who killed my partner that night that we murdered the uh the liquor store guy he doesn't recognize me but that was him and then terrence stamp says like take care of it or something along those lines right um so over the course of the movie uh Sykes and Francisco start warming to each other. Sykes pulls up, you know, in front and picks up Francisco at his house. And he sees them, you know, kissing his wife and playing with his son. He goes, oh, he's a normal person, even though he's an alien. He's just like me, even though I'm a burnout divorcee who lives in a crack den. You think you're better than me? (laughs) He he definitely (laughs) dropped you. You think you're better than me? (laughs) 
because uh, they established, oh, Lord, that, yeah, he lives in basically squalor. Sykes, uh, James Caan, where there's just... They don't just... explain why he's in squalor. Well, they said... he is in squalor. Right. He's divorced. His adult daughter's getting married, but his... But his wife is remarried, so it's not an alimony thing. His right. daughter's an adult. Yes. He just, he, uh, is it the, 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 the Garouk? Is he taking the drug too? Or <laughs> the Jabluka? The Jabluka. <laughs> well, what's interesting, I don't know how interesting it is, but I, I noticed it for the first time. It, when he first comes home alone after his partner's been murdered at the beginning of the movie, he's listening to the message from his daughter saying, you have to come to my wedding, bop, bop, bop. Yeah, he doesn't want to go to the wedding because his wife's paying for it and it's going to be lavish. Right. He says That seems like a good reason. He says, hey, if it's where I could afford it, we would be having beans in a bowling alley. And that's the only way I'm coming. If it's beans in a bowling alley or if you think you're better than me. You think you're, you're, you're better than me. Wedding and a so he, he reaches into the fridge, pulls out the milk, puts the milk on top of the fridge to get to the bottle of Stoli that's in there. And he leaves like he leaves the milk on top of the fridge for however the hell long how until months? however months long. So then when Mandy Patinkin comes over and they're hanging out drinking, he goes, can I drink this milk? And you see him pour out the old like cottage cheese into yeah. a, into blomp, a glass <laughs> and drinks. He goes, hmm, that hits the spot. Oh, you want to hear, hear an interesting fact that I learned from watching too much TV? Lay it on me. So the spoiled milk will not make you sick. Because it's, it's gross. Because it's been pasteurized. Well, I mean, if you I leave it out and then like I bugs are crawling if in it's, it. If it's sealed and yes. you leave it out and it goes bad or you leave it in the fridge and it goes bad. That's true. Not I would agree if you with... inject it with, with a feces <laughs> or something. But it, if it just goes bad and gets cottage cheesy, it will not make you sick because there are no buggies in there. there are no it, might, it might make you throw up, but it will not it make, make you ill. It might make you throw up, but it will not send you to the <laughs> Oh, Lord. <laughs> So, oh God! Uh, so at this point, we've seen Mandy Patinkin eating raw beaver in a in a styrofoam container, That's and now graphic. I gotta say, because I'm like a twelve year old, he's just eating beaver right there on the street corner, Oh Lord! <laughs> and then later, slugging like rotten milk. So it, it's it's the full Patinkin, the full Patinkin, as you can see. Oh God. <laughs> Uh, they try to assassinate uh, James Caan by uh, wiring a bomb to his car, but uh, Mandy Patinkin got drunk from spoiled milk and passed out in the back seat and popped up just in time to save the day, evidently. Uh, but now they know they're getting close. Question. Yeah. Question. When are you assassinated and when are you murdered? I think they're just synonyms, right? Is, are they really? I mean, if if I, I think you're assassinated if there's an assassin involved, <laughs> right? What's the difference between an assassin and a murderer? Well, I think like an assassin, maybe you pay them. 
And a no, murderer because, can just be anybody who takes a life? Because, like, when that cheerleader mom paid to have someone kill the mother of her daughter's rival, they did yep. not say that they attempted to assassinate her. I think it has to do with stature or something. Okay. Like, place in society. This is an interesting Don't little Don't you teach uh, English meander. or something? Allegedly. <laughs> wah, wah, wah. I'm just curious. Oh, sweet Jesus. There's a funny scene. I just where... hope when I'm murdered, I'm actually assassinated. Well, I- I'd rather not be murdered <laughs> or assassinated. What if I had to have one? If you had to, I guess so. <laughs> if you had to have one, sweet Jesus. It means Jesus. That I was at least at a certain socioeconomic level, I think. So or there's a... God. M- moving right along. So there's a... There's a funny scene uh, where they... Uh, Francisco and Sykes go and interrogate uh, the girlfriend of one of the murder victims. She's like an exotic dancer, but it's the weirdest exotic dancing I've ever seen. It's some kind of newcomer deal where you wrap yourself in a sheet and then roam around. <laughs> At know. first I thought the idea was kind of interesting, but then I realized it just doesn't end. Right. It's... I thought it was the, the seven veils or just the really one long veil and eventually she spills out, but no. You know. No spilling. Very sad. The uh, only skin she showed was when she was back in the dressing room. The, well, all you see is her back. You, there's a lot oh, of no. a lot of back. She's not wearing a bra. You see a little bit more than that. A little side boob, is that what you're no, saying? No. Her, her whole top was sheer. Come on. Okay, maybe I need to rewatch it. You need to rewatch it. <laughs> it's <laughs> slow mo. Uh, <laughs> anywho, so but there's a scene where she, who's she's an alien, she tries to throw a move at crusty old James Con for some reason. Oh my Who god, knows? this is one of the most horrifying scenes I've ever saw. Go ahead. Oh yeah, she was she was, she was throwing the goods at him because he said he'd never been with an alien before, to the point where he's like. You know, there's a lot of things I haven't done. I got to say, it's not real high on my list. <laughs> He's like, no offense, I'm a bigot. I said, oh, okay, good. Uh, and you actually, again, I had this on um, subtitles. And at one point it says, zip. Oh, oh, I wrote this down. As soon as he walks out of the room, he zips his fly up. Yes. It was. I was like, "What?" Yep. Well, if there was an earlier zip, there's a zip where she's getting on him, and he kind of pushes her away. I thought that was a funny scene when he like extricates himself, and then he stops himself in the hall, zips up, and he goes, thinks about it for a second. No. <laughs> he was oh, like, "I didn't hear the earlier zip," so I was yeah. like, even more horrified. I was yeah. Like, she she tries to make the move. He says no thanks, but then he's like, "Hmm. Well." No, okay, no, no, no. And then, he goes, <laughs> then he goes, from now on, you handle the women, George. George. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, good times. So, yeah, um, I don't understand the whole point of him setting George off. Was he trying to make time? That was Why a weird was, moment. That was a weird moment. You would think that they are going to better relate to George. Isn't that the whole point of bringing George along? Because he's constantly trying to push George out of the way and not allowing George to do his job. This is true. This is true. So eventually, (sighs) Sykes realized that George knows something about what's going on. And he forces George to tell him about this drug that has now appeared. And George is horrified. Because he feels like if people, you know, if humans figure out 
what we're capable of, it could affect our entire existence on this planet. That's right. Obviously, he's seen some of the X-Men movies, so he knows. He knows! Americans are scared! You're scary! We're gonna kill you. He's been hanging out with James Caan the entire... That's all you need to see. That's that's America right there. That's 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 all I need to know. Uh, Basically. So now they're like, okay, so we have to get to the bottom of this. Uh, They find out you know, the drug deal's going down. They bust in. Um, but here's the problem. This drug, Jabluka, which I'm going to keep calling it Jabluka. Jabluka. It, uh, it's, it, as far as people in the know, like law enforcement is aware, this is not a drug. This is not, I mean, might as well be detergent or grape jelly. Uh, so this is a problem because, you know, you can't get them on, on drug trafficking. If it's not a drug that anybody's aware of, essentially. So, but they're like, but good thing they we do have you on murdering a bunch of people. So we'll, we'll just have to get you on that. Terrence Stamp, Mr. Drug Lord, he could have been the kingpin, but they're sloppy as f. Yes, they are. Well, basically, okay. There's an earlier scene where uh, Terrence Stamp is trying to coerce this guy to working with him. This this uh, newcomer. Yeah. And when he refuses to do it, we discover one of the newcomer's big weaknesses is that seawater, salt water, is like battery acid to these aliens for some reason. It just bubbles them and melts them. We don't it know bubbles why. them. We don't, no one knows why. Does that mean they don't put salt on their food? Is it all salt? Can they not be with a salty spray? Can they? Saltines? Saltines? Can they eat it's, that? Or do they it, melt like a slug? It, it's really not explained. So we add this to, to the list uh, of the weaknesses. <laughs> but again, you know, uh, James Conn and Patinkin. They're starting to kind of cozy up. At one point, the race, other racist uh, police officers uh, mock poor George by painting a star on the side of their car with the words ETPD. Oh, yeah. And James so Conn gets pissed LAPD's off. the same even in the future. Just racist? Is that, is that but, the plan? Is that what I, I they're think trying that's to what say? they're trying to say. That's what they're trying to say. There you have We're it. We're cool with the blacks now. Because yes. we can all focus our, our mutual hatred on the aliens. But that's the thing. It's like more than one uh, LAPD police officer in this movie is shown as being devout racist. And not just James Caan. So it's very sad. Uh, <laughs> it's just mainstream now. Thank it's just you. mainstream. So then there's the, the car chase that occurs where George and Matt are chasing uh, Rudyard Kipling and uh, Terrence Stamp. They get into a car chase. Uh James Kahn is about to arrest Terrence Stamp, but he pours, uh, Harcourt pours the uh, Jabluka all over his face, essentially, and drops dead from an OD. Right? Yeah. Or, or so. Or, or so. He's... But that's the question is, it's like, if you see somebody ODing in front of you, do you call the paramedics? Or you just look at him and be like, oh, well, I guess he's dead. Good day. <laughs> Good day. Oh, yeah. Um, it but reminded of course, me of Charlton Heston and the Omega Man, where it's kind of like, meh. Yeah. <laughs> so he's not too concerned about it. Yeah. But what we also realize, uh, George announces that if you OD from Jabluka, you do not die. You instead go into a metamorphosis where you become, I don't know, like the Hulk you become or something. Hulk, like a pale Hulk. 
you become an albino Hulk, essentially. It's like you're becoming huge muscle bound monster with claws and things like that. So right. when they're hauling the body off to the morgue, the dude wakes up, kills the morgue or the uh, ambulance drivers, whatever, and is running around the alleys and back roads like a freak. Like a freak. Um, James Conn shoots him with his super like handgun and doesn't do zippity doo dah. Um, they start fighting on a boat. <laughs> uh, at which point, oh, this uh, is the James most Conn... ridiculous thing because Mandy Patinkin earlier just looking at the water had yes. to get out of the car and breathe because he's so terrified that he wouldn't even come down to the shore to see the body. That is but, correct. But this dude on his crack cocaine is dancing on, jumping on boats, flying through the L, getting in a dinghy. Ridiculous. <laughs> so He's James Conn tackles him. Something. Well, they basically said Job Luca is essentially PCP, where it just it makes you aggressive and crazy and not feel pain, essentially. Yikes. So he tackles him into the ocean water. Where he's melting, but it's taking a lot longer because he's all hulked out. Uh, Patinkin jumps in a police helicopter, and they just watch for a while. Did you notice that? There's like, here's James Conn being strangled in the water by the, the melting well, uh, Hulk creature. Well, ain't jumping in. He ain't, no one's, they just shine the spotlight on him from five feet away and just watch. So hope uh, this helps. Wish I had a flashlight <laughs> on your murder. Hope that helps. <laughs> poor, poor James Conn eventually, well, eventually the Hulk melts away and James Conn is basically sinking beneath the waves. And Patinkin turns to the pilot and says, can I borrow your scarf? I'm going to wrap my hand in, in the scarf made of wool. I yeah. guess, because well, as we know, waterproof, is waterproof. Of course. Dips his hand into the seawater, and it's melting his hand, but he's able to pull uh, James Conn out of the water. Little known fact. Yes. If you pull your hand out of water, it isn't instantly dry. <laughs> Little so known fact. The other dude got burned to a crisp. He should have pulled his hand out. It should have looked like a burned french fry at the bottom of the bag. <laughs> it did well, not. He miraculously survived with little or no scarring. Well, here's another thing. <laughs> Since we're getting deep on this, if you are on, hanging on to... He's while his hand ah! is in the water. Yes. He is... Okay, so the helicopter is like a foot above the water, right? Yes. The, the the propellers would be spraying the acid water <laughs> up on poor Mandy Patinkin. He would have been cooking before he ever put his hand in the water, frankly. And not to mention now his, you know, the scarf is soaked full of seawater. So now it's just, then, again, he's holding, oh God, he pulls soaking, sopping wet James caught out of the water. Who, again, what, as far as he's concerned... A, a, a half a foot right under the water, just sitting there, just floating there? So he's now snuggling up with Jason, who, again, is dipped in acid, as far as he's concerned. <laughs> Doesn't seem to bother him anymore. So now it's... Oh, God. So now it's smash cut to... It's the wedding. The way His daughter's getting married. For some reason, George is invited to the wedding. His hand's all bandaged up. And he's still trying to, like help uh, Sykes tie his tie with his one mangled hand. Oh, Not a good scene. And then there's a bizarre... Daughter, <laughs> was his daughter Deborah Winger? 
thought it was not Deborah Winger. It was like Deborah Winger's like. half illegitimate twin, <laughs> Susie Winger, Kip Susie. Winger. <laughs> I don't remember. Uh, but then, so suddenly, as his daughter's, he's about to walk his daughter down the aisle. Then a bizarre voiceover kicks in. Well, my daughter got married, and I got a new partner. Not too bad, except when he's got rotten milk on his breath, and then goes cuts right to the credits. Why is there suddenly a voiceover? There's what? been no voiceover in any other part of this movie. And it was no, already just... was his partner. Do they need to stretch? <laughs> Oh, sweet Jesus, help me. That makes so, really no sense whatsoever. <laughs> Again, I, I will go to the mat for Alien Nation. It is one of my underrated, forgotten classics. Because, again, not I'll tell you what. The, the third act is, is not particularly good. Because it doesn't have any of the fun kind of interactions between them anymore. It's just kind of bizarro car chases and then shootouts with the uh the hulk essentially but the interactions with uh with james conn and manny patinkin i think are are classics i think they're classics you're reliving your it's as classic as hr puffin stuff now try to show that to kids today hr puffin stuff where you go when things get rough yeah Uh uh-uh any other observations before we go on to behind the scenes? Is there anything more behind the scenes? There's, there is. There's, there's quite a bit, as a matter of fact. Well, I ain't got nothing else to say. Oh, wait a minute. Let me, let me rewind it. My only complaint. Oh, complaint? My only complaint <laughs> is when, when they were in the morgue, the bodies of the, the dead aliens bear no resemblance to the bodies of, of the living aliens. They have this enormous rib cage that's stuck out like 50 feet and these tiny waists. And you're looking at Patinkin, who, who's, I guess, in shape. He don't look like some kind of freak because every other alien with their clothes on looks normal. I think they were just trying to establish that they're kind of athletic and fit looking with big muscles and their no, chests it, are like i, don't I know. thought they were trying to make it look like those alien autopsies um one thing i another creepy thing that i yep. saw james con do uh <laughs> once again we're at the beach and at one point james con just grabs his pants and hikes them up so high you can see his wiener and I almost lost it right then. There's too much wiener, too much James Caan. I was like, "Wow!" And there's a giant, like, white mark on his jeans at that exact same spot. I understand we like the faded jeans and everything, but that was just a little too creepy. I've Did seen this movie a thousand this? times and I have never noticed any Apparently, of these horrifying things. I just things. look at people's boobs and their crotches all, all the pretty, time. Pretty standard, I would say. Pretty standard. Oh, uh, yeah. Willie like, oh, came God. in and was watching it with me. I'm like, Did you see that? <laughs> this is horrifying. It is uh, horrifying. But tell that old man to leave his pants alone. Poor James Conn. He was trying to do his best. This kind of put him back on the map because after he did this, he went on to do Misery, which was Academy Award nominated. Although not I his can't role. believe he got one from the other. Oh my lord! <laughs> um, originally, 
George Francisco's name, San Francisco, was originally going to be George Jetson, but they could oh. not get the rights oh. to it. So George, the fact that he called, I'm going to call you George. That was kind of a, uh, a little callback to that. Oh. Um, evidently, James Cameron uh, did a rewrite on one of the earlier drafts of this movie. He Although you thought, don't, he, he ain't bragging about that. There's a funny thing where he was interviewed. James Conn was interviewed in 2003 by the AV Club, and they asked him about alienation. To which he said, "Why the f? What? Why would you bring that up?" <laughs> and the interviewer said, "A lot of people like that film. I do, for one." And he's like, "Well, yeah, well, I don't know. I don't have too many." I mean, I love Mandy Patinkin. Mandy was a riot, but I don't know. There's a lot of silly stuff creatively. So <laughs> it was one of those things where, you know, you don't quit. You get through it. it certainly wasn't one of, I wouldn't write it down as one of my favorite movies. <laughs> so there you have it. Uh-huh. Good times. Pain um, in the ass. <laughs> and evidently, it took four hours to apply the alien makeup. Oh, I thought you Each, meant to shoot the whole film. To shoot the, the whole film only took four hours. <laughs> also, uh, there was a lot of uh, like uh, popular music that they tried to slide in there. I like, heard the name so of subtly. There was uh, Michael Bolton oh, singing Sitting on the Dock of the Bay. That, was that popular? That I, was, never, I never understood that. You remember that one. Never. Then there was also the Four Tops singing the, uh, the uh, I guess, the love theme from Alien Nation. Same so, to me, uh, a little a couple of bars of the love theme from Alien Nation. We are friends. We are the brothers. Something oh, like Lord. that. I remember. You just make that up. You just make that up. Could be. All right, continue. I'm not gonna lie. Evidently, the uh, the movie had to be basically re-edited. It needs to be continued to be re-edited. Yeah, they they just can't give up on it. And pop a little story in there while you're at it. They said that there an earlier version was a little bit too long in plotting, so they cut it down, which kind of shows some continuity errors. For example, uh, Cassandra, the stripper at the Encounters Club, was supposed to be involved with a guy named Watson. And Watson was the one who was uh, supposedly murdered uh, in the that one scene where the guy gets dragged out to the, uh, the ocean, right. essentially. That was supposed to be a guy named Watson. Straighter, the guy who owned the club, right. was supposed to have been shot. Like, there was a whole other subplot. Because um, Strader was the one she was upset about. Well, that not they re-edited it to make it appear that way. Uh, so much it. so that if you if you're paying close attention, the guy who gets thrown in the ocean, murdered in the ocean, is wearing different clothes than the body that washes oh up on the God. beach. Oh my God! And not paying close attention. And if you're paying really close attention. The guy who gets murdered earlier in the movie by thrown in the ocean, you see him actually attack James Caan later in the movie. <laughs> and James Caan uses the, uh, the, the special move where he hits you in the solar plexus. Yes. Because that's the alien's weak spot on that guy. So that was that dude. So, oh, my God. There you have it. If you love uh, alien-twinged buddy cop movies where the action isn't that good... <laughs> This is the movie for you. This is the movie for you. <laughs> it's like, uh, oh, 
what is that? The 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 something nine. Ah, uh, what is that called? I don't know. The something nine? You know the it, don't something you? Nine, the alien apartheid movie. Oh, District, uh, District Nine. nine. If District you like Nine. District Nine. You won't like this. <laughs> the aliens are not They're as both gross. About aliens. The, the, okay, District Nine aliens are gross. The prawns. The prawns. That's my South African accent. It is. Okay, that was South African. It sounded like yeah. the, the Irish. Uh, <laughs> it is. I got some prawns over there. <laughs> oh God! If you it's like got District j- Nine. You won't like this. If you like Lethal Weapon, you might like this. Because <laughs> now I know uh, how you're thinking. There you uh, have it. I mean, really, you could do this. This is one of those movies that could be done correctly. But they won't. Yeah. Well, <laughs> oh, good lord. They Anywho, any last Kevin, thoughts? They will not. It, Anything's one, possible. You need to have a solid cop story. You do. Well, that was the thing. It was like, it's in the future. Dialogue. You can't just keep doing the same old shit over and over and over. It's, I, it's the, the I, near future, but, you know, so basically they didn't have to change anything. They could just have the crazy potato head aliens running around in modern L.A. Basically is all they did. There was no laser guns or anything no. like that. No, yeah. yeah. I, I saw one reviewer refer to it as in the heat of the night. But with aliens, I was like, "Oh, now that's far reaching, that, my friend." That's being charitable. That's they, being charitable. They call me San Francisco. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna call you George. George. I mean, oh, I mean, it, they could do it. I know. I mean, this is the '80s, so this was the, oh, this the height of 80s. style. It was the so there you style. have it. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. Go to our page on Facebook at the podcast that wouldn't die. Go to our page on Twitter at T podcast TW die. Email us at the podcast that wouldn't die at Gmail. We're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, etc., etc. And Aaron, you also have a Twitter account. Is that correct? Hence the cult of Aaron. So check it out. Like, share, review, uh, Subscribe. Do whatever you got to do. Do Hook it. a brother up. So thank you for joining us and be well. Be well.